Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster Rebecca Adams and are not based on the advice of a licensed therapist, psychologist, or psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Human lives follow many paths, presenting twists and turns and choices never planned, never expected. Temptation, anger, depression, and loneliness all can lead a person to a mistake they can't take back. Facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. These are the voices of women who have chosen to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Hello and welcome to another episode of Midweek Ponder on Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Hope everybody's week is going well. We're halfway there. Hump day. I love that commercial. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it? You know, those, the camel. Yeah, so I'm, I find um, all sorts of things funny that are easy. Oh, and speaking of which... I've mentioned this on my social media, and I am addicted to another podcast. And I am a person that usually listens to all the true crime stuff. So that's how I start my own day. I mean, I'll listen to my own podcast if it's just getting released, just to make sure it sounds okay. I mean, I've already previewed it, but just to be sure again. And uh, last week, I think it was, I was on... Um, Instagram and um, somehow they started following me I started following them but it's this podcast called National Day Riff and it's these two guys named uh, Sean Michael Byer and Nick Pascal and they run this podcast and they also have a cast of um, other people it's basically a sketch comedy type thing and they're very very short but um, I had thanked um, them for following me and vice versa and just exchanged how are you doing kind of a thing and they had told me that you know their podcast was a comedy type and I said you know I'm always the the nerd in the movie theater like when we went to go see that movie oh god now I'm drawing a blank on it you know it's got you know that one guy that's got that you know funny guy that was wearing that one thing oh god what is the name of it has Ryan Reynolds in it and it's inappropriate and he's in the red <laughs> Oh my gosh, I can't remember. But you, I think you know what I'm talking about. Well, there would be a ton of lines that he would throw out. And I was always one of the first people to start laughing. And I'm not talking about a giggle, but I'm talking about a full on belly laugh. And people around me would laugh at me laughing at them. They would turn around and look at me. So yeah, I like that. Um, sarcastic humor. I get it because I can be a real smart ass. And um, they had told me, yeah, check out our show. I think you'll like it. And oh my God, I cannot get enough of it. I'm just sitting here waiting for the next one and the next one and the next one. So, you know, I know it's ideally not what people who listen to, you know, female infidelity stories, you know, talking about a comedy podcast. But let me tell you, 
I don't care if you're cheating or not. Most people like to laugh in life, regardless of their situation. So I recommend going there everywhere where you get a podcast. It's called National Day Riff. And what they do is discuss national days throughout the year that are true national days, like national, what was it, Uh, raspberry I don't know, raspberry banana day. I don't know, just something goofy. And then, of course, the major holidays. But they put, um, they actually have little skits about it. And it just, it's hilarious. The voices, the the comedian, and they do say that they're slightly, you know, a little politically incorrect and all of these things, but they aren't, you know, they don't go overboard. It's just enough for you to get the slight, but it's perfect. And I cannot stop laughing every time I listen. So I just wanted to say something there. Um, Not a plug or anything like that. I just wanted to share that with you. I really started listening to it um, after, you know, my previous midweek ponder, where I absolutely was pissed off at everything and everybody. It had been a shitty week. And then I just, um, I snapped and I let people know that I'm not going anywhere. And uh, yeah, I've had a couple of people ask me, wow, you were quite heated in that. And, you know, everybody tells me the same thing. Just let it roll off, get thick skin. And I do for the most part. But once in a while in my thick skin, you know, somehow I get scraped and then there's a scab there and then I got to pick it off. Right. Because we're only human and we can only tolerate, you know, so much. So anyways, if you're still listening to this, that means you're still subscribed and I didn't scare you away. But if you want to laugh, definitely check out National Day Riff. Infidelity. Both women and men alike have found themselves in situations where they have become unfaithful to their spouse or partner. On the podcast, Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity, you hear stories from women who have been unfaithful, but want to share their stories to help others in similar situations or to help other people understand why sometimes infidelity happens. But there is still so much more. How does a man cope when he finds out that his wife, girlfriend, or partner has cheated? What are the reasons why a man chooses to cheat? Are they similar to why a woman does? Or maybe you are the other man or the other woman in a relationship. I asked her later why she didn't tell me she liked the kind of sex she had with him. She said it was novel for the first couple times, but she swore she didn't like what he was doing. I'm not sure I believed it. Why keep going back? I'm sure in hindsight she feels that way now, but I never got over the nagging doubt that she enjoyed the sex with him more than me. I also never got over the feeling that she looked back at what they did and with good memories. He was bigger than me, in better shape, younger, and the sex was new. I never got over that. Again, she swears she looks at it with disgust, but who knows, why would she ever admit it? To hear the rest of this story and other stories like this, please visit the website rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com and click on the Patreon link. For a $3 a month pledge, you will get access to these additional episodes as well as early access to regularly released episodes. 
If you have a story that you would like to be considered for a future podcast, please email rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. All submissions will always be anonymous. And always remember, no judgment. Hi, my name's Jodie. I'm 27 years old and I've been through a bit of shit in my time with mental health and I have learned that talking about it really, really helps. So I want to start a podcast, have guests on, talk about our problems and anyone that's listening will be able to hopefully feel a bit better about their own lives and make them feel like they're not alone. Welcome back. Today, before I start reading off all these wonderful answers or requests of people from what they're missing in their relationships that they wish they had had, I do want to read an article about something similar. So we will read that and then I will come back and read what these uh, people had to say. So this article that I'm reading from is from psychcentral.com. And it's called Change in Relationships, What to Do When Your Partner Changes by Margarita Tartakovsky. Tartakovsky. I apologize for butchering your name. Uh, She's the associate editor. And this looked like it was last updated uh, July of 2018. I will have the link on my episode notes so that you can check it out yourself um, and you know they have other information within the website that you can click on and go from there so what she says your once sort of neat partner becomes a sloppy mess or they start spending more time on the golf course or worse when you first met they wanted to have children but now they say they're not interested what do you do when your partner changes in a small or big way here Terry Orbuck, PhD, clinical psychologist and author of Five Simple Steps to Take Your Marriage from Good to Great, offers her insight on change in the relationships. Myths about change. It's a myth that people or relationships don't change, Orbuck said. In fact, it's inevitable. Relationships go through different developmental stages and situations, such as job loss, health problems, financial issues, and family conflict, so it's natural for changes to occur. Another myth, according to Arbuck, is that change is bad. So many of us hear the word change, and we automatically assume the worst, but change can be positive and an exciting influence on your relationship. When you add something new, which is what a change really is, you can add romance and passion to your relationship. Orbuck recommended that readers switch their approach and realize that all change doesn't have to have negative implications. Dealing with small changes. Small change can be anything from your partner taking on a new hobby to being increasingly disorganized. Small changes can become small annoyances too. And interestingly, some of these changes aren't changes at all. Your partner probably has always been a bit on the sloppy side. It's just that now you're noticing this habit. You're simply seeing your partner differently, which usually happens after the honeymoon period has passed. Also helpful is taking, quote, responsibility for how we're seeing the annoyance or situation, Orbuck said. 
Orbach's long-term study of married couples found that it's important to sweat these small annoyances before they turn into big obstacles. If certain things bother you, bring them up using, quote, I, statements and addressing, quote, them in a positive, non-defensive, and respectful way. For example, you love watching previews at the movies, but always end up missing them thanks to your partner's late arrival. Instead of unleashing a storm of frustration, you might say, quote, I'm having a difficult time with standing at the movie theater and missing the first 10 minutes. Is there some way we can change that so I can see the previews because I love to watch them? Dealing with big changes. At the core, big changes represent a direct contradiction to your own thought or values, which is what makes them so difficult to swallow. For instance, your spouse might have wanted kids before you got married, but now has changed his or her mind. Or your partner once held conservative beliefs is now becoming more liberal. Or you both dreamed of raising kids in a rural area, but now your partner prefers an urban lifestyle. Or your spouse, who's the CEO of a company, wants to go back to school to become a teacher. Orbach encourages couples to, quote, discuss how much this difference or big change impacts each of you separately and impacts your relationship. This helps to figure out if you're okay with the change and how you're going to deal with it. Reaching a compromise is one way. Compromise can mean different things to different people. It might mean going with your partner's desires this time. Your desires or meeting in the middle, she said. There are, quote, endless possibilities. In other words, there are tons of solutions. For example, a wife may be deeply worried about being pregnant and giving birth. So the couple might consider everything from surrogacy to adoption. Or maybe she's worried about being a good mother. So they try being foster parents first, and she realizes she is a nurturing person and wants to have kids of her own. Another way to deal with a big change is to, quote, work on accepting the difference and, quote, not taking it personally. For instance, your spouse leaning toward liberal views isn't an affront to your more conservative philosophies. And it's fine for some topics to be taboo for a couple. It's something you don't talk about so much because you know it brings conflict. If you're stuck. If you're stuck, take some time to reflect, Orbuck suggested. Often we're so adamant about certain points of view, but we aren't really sure why. Exploring what an issue means to you is important. She also recommended getting a third party involved, whether that's family, friends, or a therapist. They can help you, quote, ask different questions and think about an issue in different ways. We create different meanings as we talk to others. For instance, say a husband doesn't want to have kids anymore, which is all he can articulate. After seeing a therapist, he realizes that it has little to do with wanting kids and more what to do with his own insecurities about his job and providing for his family. His own childhood, which consisted of little affection, also makes him question whether he'll be a good father. There are so many issues tied to the possibilities of not wanting children, Orbuck said. Together, you can try to work through these issues, but it takes communicating, possibly, quote, unpacking the baggage from childhood, support and empathy. Lastly, quote, look at the importance of the relationship and the importance of this issue. In other words, quote, make a determination about how important this issue is to you versus your relationship. 
Of course, this isn't a decision to be made quickly or lightly, or Buck added, but one you make over time with thoughtful consideration. To learn more about Terry Orbuck, Ph.D., please check out her website and sign up for her free newsletter. And when you go straight to this link, you'll be able to have that option. So I appreciated this article because I had put out a question because I know for myself, what are some things that I wish I'd have more with my husband, whether they were there from the beginning and I knew that they weren't or they were versus 10 years from now. And now that we've been together 10 years, what um, you know, what do I miss? What do I wish we could have? And, you know, it's hard because sometimes you just find yourself telling this person over and over and over again, but that's not who they are. So I appreciate how she brought up those tips on how to address it and how to kind of do a comparison in your mind and maybe try and dig a little bit deeper. Now, for example, my husband is not affectionate, and I am. And I always knew that going into the relationship. And in my mind, I always thought, oh, he'll learn. He'll learn or, you know, or he'll come around. Well, guess what? No, I have to remind him of those kinds of things. And I have to get upset. And I don't want to. So taking her advice, I need to kind of sit down and investigate a little bit more and find out maybe why the affection isn't there. And and I know his family and they are wonderful people. And his mom, of course, loves him. But I know that they weren't a real close, huggy, lovey type family. And they still aren't to this day where mine was. And so I think that just comes from the way he was raised. And I try and keep that in mind and try and balance it. Because even though it's so, so, so important to me, he doesn't understand it because that's just not how he was raised to understand things. It's, you know. It's just not who he is. So I need for him to work with me so we can meet in the middle. So anyways, I put these questions out and this is what people had to say. It's real interesting. And some of them are repeats and I'm just going to go down the list. So again, the question was, what is the most important thing to you in your marriage or relationship that you don't get at all or enough from your spouse or partner? Understanding that I gave up my career to raise our children and support his career. He acknowledges what I gave up, but doesn't consider it equatable to his job as a nurse RN on the way to nurse anesthesiologist. It irritates the tar out of me. I'm no longer in a relationship, but the answer is love, affection, and support. And sex. <laughs> I'm a divorcee, but the main theme was the need for my ex-wives to be a friend to me, my best friend, because they violated our trust by allowing outside interference. Okay. Understanding, validation, support, appreciation, compassion, and true affection, just not when he wants sex. Communication. I usually get the partners that want what all men usually stereotypically want, sex. I am more intellectually stimulated. I prefer sex to be special and meaningful. You know the problem with life, everyone thinks it's like TV. Real life is hard, partnership is hard, and shit happens to everyone. That brings stress. And strength is what's needed in all relationships. When I got sick, he just dropped off. 
Through sickness, my butt, lol. For me, it was tenderness, caring about me. Women, especially those with a mothering type personality, care for everyone and their brother. But it was times when all my care ran out and I needed tenderness and love and care from my soulmate. Strong enough, hot sex, and brainy conversation. My husband is wonderful and gifted in other ways, but that is what is missing. My marriage currently is amazing. We take care of each other very well. Being taken care of equally. That's good. Physical touch and intimacy. I can understand. Attention, quality time, sex. But I get a lot of pure love. That's a good one. I give myself all I need. A relationship is to enhance what I have. Be more important than alcohol. That's tough. Loyalty. Affection. Understanding. Space. I went from being with the most uninterested man to the most interested man. Giant swing. He just always wants to be with me and I love that. Sometimes I'm overwhelmed. I spent the better part of my life with a quote roommate type marriage. He's all up in my Kool-Aid. I'm getting used to it and the constant attention. Our first anniversary is on August 1st. Congratulations. Let's get real. Sex, okay? I said it. <laughs> I hope this doesn't sound petty. Doing things for me just because. Kiss me because I'm your girl. Make me waffles on Tuesday because you know they are my favorite. Don't make me ask because usually I will not. I will move mountains for my love, and I'm not asking you to match my energy. I want effort. It's good. Working as a team. I'm not in a relationship, but when I was, I've noticed it's usually excitement. I'm always the one planning and doing, and they all tend to be boring. Which is funny, because being on a date site now, I look for men who look like they are fun and adventurous. I know it's not a real big deal, but that has been the case with me. Empathy. Affection. Affection. So that's twice in a row there. Their time and commitment. I don't get enough dick. LOL. Just kidding. Or am I? <laughs> Communication. Like he doesn't know how to talk things out when we argue. Sigh. Loyalty. We have just a few more. 100% of each other. Time together. Love. And I posted a sad face comment on that. And she came back with, she's used to it. And says, my emotions are virtually non-existent now. I'm numb. I have fun, laugh, and smile every chance I get. That's sad. Care, support, intimacy, and I don't mean just sex. To which I replied, yes, intimacy is feeling of closeness, bonding, or, the, you know, the feeling of togetherness. That does not have to include intercourse. I get it. Trust, 
time, attention, sex for sure, honesty and communication, and sex. So just looking at these, it appears that, you know, sex is a big one and love and affection. You know, that those are just seem to be the standard ones that most people are struggling with, which those things are so important in relationships. Well, thank you guys all for tuning in to today's Midweek Ponder. I hope it has been enlightening and learning a little bit about what is important to some people in relationships and, you know, what we all struggle with because uh, we have to learn how to communicate better. It's kind of hard, you know. You want the other person just to know what you're thinking or to figure it out. And sometimes you don't feel like you have to write out a list. They should just know. (laughs) Talking from a woman's side here. So anyways, I hope everybody has a great rest of the day. And also, if you have a story that you are interested in submitting for the regular Raw Truth episodes, meaning that if you're a woman who has stepped out on her relationship, marriage, and you would like to share your story You can send me an email. If you're a man who has gone through uh, being cheated on, if your wife, girlfriend, partner has stepped out on your relationship and you're struggling with, you know, what happened and you need to get it out, you know, absolutely shoot me an email. And that type of story would typically go on my Patreon. Or if you're a man who is really wanting to share his story of why he stepped out on his relationship, definitely send me an email as well. Or if you have suggestions for topics for Midweek Ponder, you know, let me know. My email is rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. You can also visit my website, rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. And you can submit uh, your story directly from there or you can listen to episodes from there. I even have some information on my blog. It's minimal, but it's there. And if you're interested in subscribing to the Patreon so that you can get early access to episodes and listen to a bunch of bonus episodes that are really good, um, you can actually subscribe there. And it's just $3 plus tax a month. Um, I think about $3 and it is a lot of money to some people, but to other people it's not. So you know, you would be helping me out. You would be helping support um, and covering my costs for putting the podcast out. So um, you get that extra information and stories and my bloopers and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of fun. And eventually, as I grow, that Patreon options will probably get a little bit better. The benefits will. And um, so that's a plus but to those people who currently subscribe and support every day I thank you very 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 much but I thank everybody who tunes in and listens I appreciate you all and I love you all and thank you so much so take care of yourselves stay happy stay healthy and always always remember from me and try and do this for others as well no judgment Goodbye.